creatures from above You used to read me stories As if my dreams were boring We all know conspiracies are dumb All right, what's going on, everyone? Big Apple and Birdman here, Operation Unknown, Season 3, Episode 6. What's going on, Birdman? Again. They don't know, but it's been a minute, but uh, you know, <laughs> there will be no lapse in time for them. <laughs> yeah, right. What have you been up to? Yeah, as you know, I'm, I'm down in the, uh, the lovely southwest border of Texas, in the city, the beautiful city of Laredo. Down here working. That's that's been my uh, it's been my thing for the last couple of weeks. I'll be down here for a few more weeks, but yeah, that's that's all I got going on is just having the the wonderful pleasure of being away for the holidays, which is always nice when the government sticks it to you like that. But what can you do? Needs of the service, as we say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just uh, been hanging out, watching TV, working. I got a new puppy. Yeah. Yeah, with since him. since last episode, there's yeah. there's an addition to the family. You know, with with a new puppy comes great responsibility and almost no sleep. Less than yeah. I've already been getting. Right. So that's fun. I was gonna say you didn't have too much to spare to begin with. Yeah, right. She's over here looking at me like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Right. This is her first. Uh, po- okay, stop crying. This is her first podcast appearance, and right. since you're in Laredo, we, we're not going to get. Why it's uh cameo no, no, that he usually no, gives no us special guests on my end. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you got a ghost in your hotel room. Uh, I could imagine I, Coon's face right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I haven't I haven't had any paranormal experiences yet. Yet. As of as of as of this recording, this date <laughs> and time, there's been nothing nothing to report. But yeah, right. yeah. even after being into uh the most haunted bar in America twice. I haven't had any experiences. That's a, I, that's a good time I was kind of hoping that you you got something. Nothing. Well, else. Tracy figured Tracy figured she'd probably bring something home, you know, uh, as, yeah. as I'm leaving, and then she'd be stuck with it. But but she hasn't she hasn't reported anything of that nature either. So so far so good. Nothing new anyway, right? Right. <laughs> but we can get back to that. We're in serial killer mode right now. Right. Speaking of which, we have a person we want to talk about tonight who is not only a sick and twisted individual, but he actually like helped certain people in the FBI figure out how serial killers think. Yeah, think actually, he actually helped the guy who coined the term serial killer, right? Right, and it was like the beginning of the behavioral analysis unit. The, that of the FBI that does all that shit with the serial killers and building profiles on people and stuff. So yeah, he was. You know, I guess we we have him to thank for that. <laughs> and and I know he wasn't he wasn't the only guy. He I guess they talked to a few others, but he was probably the most notable one that helped them. Right, and I think the they probably maybe not the most, but I bet you know one of the most. You know, as far as like info getting, you know, because he was very open about talking about his his escapades and such right yeah that guy gives zero fucks i mean you gotta yeah. have to not give any fucks to do what he did yeah you anyone who talks about this season gives yeah. zero fucks but he's, he's the, not one fuck he's, given he's, yeah he's the ultimate zero fucks given <laughs> he actually compared to all these other people 
reading you know other documentaries i've seen about him and interviews and shit he he like went beyond zero fucks given in the fact that like he got to the point where he was getting like bored and was like trying to get caught even though he wasn't right Right. (laughs) and that just amazes me because this guy is apparently a genius for you know i don't know what kind of IQ test they give out, but apparently this fucker had like a 145 IQ, which is like off the charts, you know? Right. Or, you know, some, some articles say 131, anywhere from like 130 to 145 is what they're saying this guy had. And the guy we're talking about, by the way, we should probably mention that, right? Is, I guess, I guess we could bring that we up. Could sure. do that. We could just do the whole episode and let them fucking guess who it is, right? <laughs> let them figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. We're talking about the co-ed killer. Mr. Edmund Kemper. Mm-hmm. All six foot nine of them. Yeah, big goofy motherfucker. That's a big boy. You know, and that's, you know, and we'll get more into it, obviously, but that's one of the things that kind of just like amazes me because, you know, most, you think most people would be intimidated or scared right away, just, you know, coming upon him. And you you wouldn't think anyone would get in a car with him or, you know, anything like that, where, you know, some of the other ones that are a little bit more of the smooth talkers and stuff like that. But charming ones. Yeah. Some some goofy fucking six foot nine motherfucker come roll up. (laughs) Well, I mean, I, yeah, I guess what you're saying makes sense today and maybe in like the last 20 that's true. Everyone years. was fucking hitchhiking back then. And yeah, this guy was doing things. what yeah. he did in the seventies, and no yeah. one gave a shit back then. Ah, free love, baby. Hell yeah. I'll I don't care if you're four back. foot. <laughs> I don't care if you're four foot three or eight foot four. Yeah, yeah. You're... I'm hitchhiking. I'm jumping in your car. Is it ass grass or gas? <laughs> <laughs> well, he got his. That he did. He got his. In, a, in um, an unconventional way, but you very know. unconventional way. Not yeah. many people um, cut the heads off their victims and then have sex with them, like the head. Right. So, you know, and that's just one of the many things that this guy was fucked up for. So let's get into it. This motherfucker was born in 1948. Okay. He had one of the most fucked up mothers that I've ever read about. Like, even worse than probably like. Any of the other guys we've talked about so far? Yeah, and like you know, we've we've talked about before. A lot of these people have that commonality of abuse or trauma in the childhood, which more than likely led to you know this shit come to fruition down the road with their homicidal and serial killer tendencies and stuff like that. But yeah, he he takes the cake, I think, for not getting a free pass, but. I think, I guess, a little bit more understandable. Right. You know, some of the guys are just like, you know, how can somebody do this? But, but it's also how can a fucking parent do that to their kid and a sibling and stuff like that? But, well, I mean, she was an alcoholic. Yeah. You know, I, I, I couldn't imagine hearing about someone being the way that this person was to their own child without being like an alcoholic or a drug addict of some right. sort. So that makes sense. I mean, she, she had admitted that she never like coddled this kid because she didn't want him to be gay. Yeah, that's, I saw like, that. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to hug fuck? you because it's going to turn you gay. <laughs> you fucking like locked him in a basement at 10 years old. She's like, yeah, all right, you're going to live down there for a while, dog. Yeah. Like, fuck let's, you. Let's, let's see what that does to you. Yeah. 
you, you're gonna you're gonna grow up and kill all sorts of people, but thank God you weren't gay. <laughs> Maybe if I Mission do this, I'll be the president one day. Like, what the fuck, dude? It got so bad that this kid would like cut off like the fucking heads of his sister's dolls and shit, and like would get off to that. And he would also like mutilate and torture animals and sh- you know the typical serial killer shit that now we know are tendencies right. that these people have. Thanks to him. <laughs> right, yeah. When that was one of the things, Ironically, one of the, I, know, I think there was two, there was like two family cats, if I remember right, that he, he killed. And one of them was because he believed that cat liked his sister more than him. So we killed the cat. Right. It totally, totally makes sense. Oh yeah. Kid was, he was a stand-up kid in school. Actually, he probably wasn't. All I know is, you know, you going around, walking around with like your sisters, asking them to play games like gas chamber and electric chair. Something's wrong with you. He would have yeah, them walk him like like he's walking in a fucking electric chair. You know, like dude, you're ten. <laughs> Go outside well, and yeah, play. Well, you know, I mean, especially you know, like me growing up, you know, on Marine Corps bases. Mm-hmm. You know, we were you know we didn't play army, we played Marine. But you know, me and my brothers, you know, we're running around shooting each other, you know, with guns and stuff. You know, toy guns, obviously. But you know that was that was our childhood, or you know, video games and shit. But yeah, his his idea of a good time was to have his sisters freaking pretend he's you know tied up in the chair, either pretending to be in an electric chair, or he's tied up for you know in the gas chamber, and then he'd pretend he was getting electrocuted or gassed, and would you know do start doing the you yeah. know the freaking funky chicken you know all over the floor and stuff. I. I, you know, whatever. <laughs> Again, when you're locked in the basement and <laughs> can't even get a fucking hug, I guess you're going to get entertainment any way you can. But yeah, I mean, I can't. Like, what do you? You can't even. As his sisters, like, you can't even go to the mom and be like, "Hey, Ed's something's wrong with Ed." Well, <laughs> he'll probably just be like, "Whatever, fuck that kid." You know, they might be jumping ahead. Didn't one of them like tried to drown them? One of the sisters tried to kill Ed. Right, tried to kill Ed. Yeah, there. I, I there don't was, remember that. I remember. Yeah, oh, I, oh wait, maybe I was confusing. There that. was. I think I'm guessing it's probably the same sister, but they tried to like push him in front of a train once. Oh jeez! And then they like threw him like in the deep end of the pool or some shit. And he almost drowned. So not only was he getting shit on from his mom, but you know, in his sister's defense, they're probably like, "This motherfucker wants to play gas chamber. Let's <laughs> let's get rid well, of him." He probably and asked him to do that. All shit. The <laughs> right, he's blowing, he's cutting off all the heads of our dolls. Let's get this motherfucker out of the picture. Yeah. Okay. So, all right. So, yeah. He all right. So he buried one cat alive, normal activity, and then he like slaughtered the other one with a knife. Right, and the one that he buried alive, he dug it back up and then like cut that one's head off and put it on a post or some shit. I mean, it's. Yeah, I guess I guess that was the straw. All the other shit's fine. It's when he killed the second cat is when they decided to send him to his dad. <laughs> That didn't last very long. <laughs> Went right back to his mom. Well, no, and that was one of the things, too, like, you know, just jumping back. Like, I guess him, you know, his dad was like his best friend, mm-hmm. you know, growing up, you know, in the first years or whatever. And and so when that when his mom and dad separated, that was a big, you know, traumatic experience for him. And then to get stuck with his alcoholic mom, who, right. you know, ain't the ain't, ain't winning any mother of the year awards. So. No. And I guess, you know, that it kind of sucks because when that when he went to his dad and then went back to his mom, his mom had decided to just get rid of him and send him to his paternal grandparents in North Carolina. 
Right. Apparently, he wasn't a fan of that. Didn't like living with his grandparents. You know, before that, he was... Dolls to play with. Right. Well, I guess before that, he was learning how to shoot guns. And eventually, he killed his grandmother. Right? Correct. Because that's a normal thing to do when you're 15 fucking years old after an argument. Sure. Normally, you get in an argument with family members. Great coping mechanisms he's got. (laughs) You storm off, you close, you slam your door shut. You don't fucking shoot the goddamn person. But Ed Kemper is a different person. He shoots his grandma. Yeah, the the grandma asked him to stop killing birds. That's what it was. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) You can't tell me what to do. (laughs) So after he shoots his grandma... This motherfucker decides to sit there and wait for Grandpa to come home. And what does he do when Grandpa comes home? Fucking shoots him. Right outside his car. Dead men tell no tales, man. For real. So then he he called his mom, who told him to call the police. And the whole reason he killed the grandfather was so the grandfather didn't find the grandmother. Right. But now he's being told to call the police. (laughs) (laughs) Whoops. Rather Rather than just being like... Okay, hanging up and calling the police herself. She's like, just call the police, and then hangs up. Well, you know, if she's still in wherever. Yeah, she don't give a fuck. Well, she never she really did give a fuck. To, you know, she might not be able to call the cops in fucking North Cadillac or wherever the hell. Well, that's true. At. Yeah, and in the seventies, you probably couldn't do that, huh? They didn't even talk to each other back then. Two towns over. Well, that, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, it's oh, it was Northern California. He was at not North mm-hmm. Carolina. What his grandparents? Yeah. Your, okay, yeah, your, I misread that. Local, then. I thought it said Carolina. Your, your, it was North Fork in the mountains. California. Of okay. Uh, yeah, you're you're low of IQ. Instead of using the other word, we can. Okay. On that note, talk about his IQ. I looked it up. Um, mm-hmm. Now it's gone. The average IQ score is between eighty-five and one fifteen. Oh, jeez. So he was up there. Yeah. So he was again above. Yeah, it's above average. 160 and above is genius. But anyway, I'll have to take one of these online IQ tests and see how smart I am. Mm -hmm. I can't imagine suiting my grandma just to see what it felt like. Shot a man in Reno just to watch him die, you know? I mean, there's a song or something like that. I'm not sure. (laughs) So after he killed his grandparents, this motherfucker was sent off to a California Youth Authority. He was, you know, I guess there, he was, he was probably probed and questioned and all this other shit, like, all the time, you know? I bet he was probed, come on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, but apparently they they diagnosed him. He, had, he was apparently a paranoid schizophrenic, which probably isn't a good thing to be, or to have in your mind when you're six foot nine and a fucking homicidal maniac. Yeah, and you got that low IQ strength. Yeah. Well, he's well, got, got high, high IQ, IQ strength. But he's got the low IQ strength. <laughs> right. Correct. Where are we going here with this one? <laughs> Kuala Lumpur. Bringing right. it back. Cornucopia. <laughs> oh man. So they sent him to a state facility, I guess for like further testing and shit. And he was like looked at by a lot of different doctors. And then 69, they wanted to release him at 21. And the, the prison doctors were like, no. <laughs> Do not release this person. And they said, whatever, we're going to give him to his mother. Yeah, because he's, he's a model. He's a model. That's always cracks me up. You know, oh, I, 
I was I got out early for good behavior. Well, yeah. what the, you're supposed to be behaving good in prison. What I don't, I don't I never get that. That's that's yeah, the whole otherwise. Otherwise, in real life, we would have like an escape from LA or an escape from New York in real life. You know I, I mean? Yeah, I don't. You just do whatever the fuck you want. Anyway, <laughs> we digress. Good movie, by the way. We always digress. Yeah, doing pretty good so far. I'm only a couple of in though, so the the digression fluid is is just starting to flow through me. So, so after this guy was released, he had the balls to apply to be a state trooper, and they denied him, but not because he's closer. (laughs) But they denied him not because of his past, but because he was too big. Right. He wouldn't have been pulling pits in the Marine Corps, I'll tell you that. Yeah, don't worry. We don't care you killed your grandparents, but you're too tall and you're too fat. You're just too tall. Yeah, we'd love to hire you, but we don't have love a patrol to have car someone big like enough. You we don't have a patrol car big enough for you. Yes. Even though in the 70s, the cars were bigger, probably. Yeah. Ironically enough. Oh, yeah. Fucking rolling around in fucking tanks, man. Yeah, right. Working made. I can't believe they, they gave this guy a fucking training school badge and handcuffs. So here you go. Let's give the fucking serial killer. Well, I guess they didn't know. But still, let's give this guy a fake badge and some cuffs. Yeah, what, what possibly can go wrong with that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, this fucking guy. So he was, uh, I guess he ended up having to work for some highway department or whatever. And he was hit by a car. He was able to receive a settlement for $15,000 and he was able to buy his car, the infamous car that he would use to pick up co-ed hitchhikers. Is this the, uh, the, the, the yellow Ford Galaxy or whatever? Yeah. Infamous car. The infamous car. Big, big pimping. <laughs> yeah, I guess back then, you know, he probably bought it for 200 bucks. Yeah, no shit. A lot back then, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, so he would pick up hitchhikers and he'd let him go, you know, to start. And then I guess something clicked, and he was offering these two women uh, a ride from Fresno State. They were both students there, and they'd never made it to where they wanted to go. Let's just put it that way. So they were missed. They were reported missing. Do not pass go. Do not, Do not collect, collect two hundred dollars. <laughs> So they reported missing on Pinunks to the parents of both these women that they were no longer breathing. So Kemper later on admitted that he had stabbed them and strangled before stabbing the second woman. And he brought his he brought their bodies back to his apartment, took off their heads and their hands, and then had sex with them. And uh, I would not be myself if I you know. I didn't mention that it's just a whole nother level of getting head, but we'll just. <laughs> or hand jobs. Is that too much? Too soon? <laughs> it's been, what, 50 years? <laughs> Is that too soon? I mean, if you're cutting the head off, I mean, that's the, that's the textbook definition of getting head, I guess. Like, and let's not uh, forget, we joke. Yes, sucks, we do. But we and joke. That's a, but, and, <laughs> again, me, I would just think, I mean, just. The fucking mess that would be involved with that. You know, I mean... Blood fucking, everywhere. Yeah. What, what, you know, the sex aside, <laughs> just dismembering the body. I mean, just the, the mess. And then and then for that to take you to a place where, oh, hey, 
Mm-hmm. That looks pretty good. I think I want some of that. That's that's the shit that just boggles my mind. Because that's and because that's the shit that got him off was dismembering them. And I mean, that's what you know got him fucking up and ready to go. Yeah, and he didn't stop there. So he he picked up another fifteen year old who he did the same thing to. And then I think it was uh, January of seventy three. He would continue to pick up hitchhikers but he kind of like changed his mo a little bit so the next person he picked up cindy Shaw, he shot her and killed her he didn't strangle her or stab her like he did with the others that's oh, easier yeah much easier save your save your energy for freaking <laughs> dismembering the bodies and freaking going to pound town on them yeah right <laughs> and he he took this fucking corpse back while his mother was out i guess at a bar one can assume she was an alcoholic. And he hid the body in his room, dismembered her corpse, and then just threw parts of her into the ocean. Goodbye. Farewell. I loved our time together. What the fuck, dude? You'll always be in my heart. Yeah. Don't let go, Jack. (laughs) There's plenty of room on that door. It really is. We should do an episode on that shit. Well, we need to do one on not the movie, but the actual events. Yeah. Anyway, mm-hmm. we're digressing. Yeah, that'll be season four, right? So the one part he did not throw in the ocean. You guessed it. Her head he buried in his mother's backyard, probably to use at a later date. Let me, let me wrap this in some tin foil so it'll keep. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it'll grow more fucking corpses for me to fuck. Um, if I plant this, <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if that crossed his mind. Yeah, who we knows? Have, we have other people that we're going to discuss who've done weirder things. Mm-hmm. But yeah, man, I don't know. I feel like at this point, when a bunch of hitchhikers start to go missing or end up dead, you would think people would stop hitchhiking. Well, but again, in this day and age, we think that way because word gets around. But especially if you're a fucking hitchhiker, you know, you're not hearing about, you know, you're not you're sitting sitting at home watching the news every night. If it's even making the news, because who, if anyone knows you're even out hitchhiking, I mean, you could be a runaway or some shit like that. Or it's just that, you know, hey, I just need a lift home type deal. So those people could end up missing or whatever. But mm-hmm. Again, that day and age where people are just hitchhiking all over the place, it might be a minute before someone even notices you're gone. Right. And again, it's not like you know it's going to blow up all over Facebook that you know Susie Q's missing, you know, from you know trying to get from you know college A to college B or you know wherever they're trying to hitch a ride to. So it's just that day and age, I don't. But yeah, you would you would think that you know it's like oh shit, maybe I shouldn't be hitchhiking, but. Right. If they don't know, you know, ignorance is bliss. Fucking unreal. Okay, let's see. So his next kills were these other two women. His mom gave him a campus parking sticker. Good job. Give the co-ed <laughs> killer a campus parking sticker. And I think this is one of the they spots. No, he was the co-ed killer. <laughs> Not yet. I think this was like the first it's time. Monday morning quarterback in this shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This might have been the first time that he's actually like done something. To where, like, he could have gotten caught because he took these next two women 
and he shot them and he just drove by campus security's gates with them in his car, like dying. Right. And any one of the security guards could have seen them and stopped him, but they didn't. So I think that was like where it first started for him, maybe where the thrill of like almost getting caught was like, Oh shit, this is fun. Other than yeah, the other. Just, shit yeah. That just, yeah. That just freaking greases his wheels even that much more, you know, knowing mm-hmm. that he was that close to, potentially getting caught and got away with it. That's just going to freaking pump them up even more. Yeah. And he dismembered them too, through their body parts, different locations. And this is where these two victims, uh, some of their body parts were found. And this is where I guess some of the national or news agencies or whatever were getting word of him. Right. And I guess that's where they, they came up with the co-ed killer. Because in Santa Cruz at that time, there were two other serial killers uh, doing their thing. And yeah, I remember reading like it was like, yeah, like it was all going on at the same time. And like the mayor or whatever, somebody in the city, or whatever, is like, oh, we're probably the murder capital of the world right yeah. now. Meanwhile, you got Ed Kemper is like doing his thing. He's like, yeah, I'm contributing to this. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. All right. So he kept doing his thing, did what he needed to do. And then in April of 1973. Yes. He had committed, as a matter of fact, right? Which one? 420, man. April 20th, 420. Okay. These were allegedly his last two kills. Well, they were not allegedly. They were reportedly, or whatever you want to call it, his last two kills. One of which being his mother. Mm -hmm. I mean, you got to kind of admit you saw that coming. Right? Eventually. Right. You you would have figured that would have been like the first one. Right, yeah. Maybe he did did all these other murders (laughs) to make it seem like he's a serial killer, but in Mm -hmm. fact, he did all this just to kill his mother. Yeah, right. So instead of just being an asshole killing his mother, he's he did all these other ones, so he's a serial killer, and then it makes sense instead of just being an asshole. And and it kind of comes full circle because he does all this shit because of how his mother treated him. Right. And he almost basically, well, he did basically kill her because of the same reason he killed his grandma. They had an argument. So he decided to attack her after she went to sleep. And he beat the fuck out of her with a hammer. Hammer, right? Yeah. And then he cut her throat. Well, he cut her head off. And (laughs) again, this is just, what's his name? Fucking, uh, I know you'll know. Uh, Was it Al Snow? Yeah. What's everyone? What's everyone? What's in the end? Of fucking Anakin head. Yeah. <laughs> oh so anyway, yeah, that's what Ed Kipper does with his mom. So good oh, for yeah. him, dude. He fucking like yelled at her for an hour. Well, the head, and that is right. He like argued with it. He fucked it. He threw her larynx down the garbage disposal. None of that. Now if that doesn't show you that she's the reason he is what he is. Then I don't know what it is. And he, uh, she wouldn't shut her fucking mouth about making that, fun of him. Like and that that dartboard, too, for a minute, too. Mm-hmm. I think was the other thing yeah. I read. So, insane. yeah, that's, he's just getting it, getting, getting all them frustrations out, man. He's just got years of <laughs> pent up rage. <laughs> and he wasn't done there. He, he's like, you know what? Fuck this bitch. I'm going to kill her fucking friend, too. So he called her friend over and killed her, too, like in the same night. Right. And then what did this motherfucker do? 
Tell went us out for a drink. what this mother, where, <laughs> where did he go out for a drink? At a fucking a, cop bar. I was going to say, it was a cop bar, cops. Think, right? It's and that's just one cop. of those, again, you know, that's your, you know, not like absolutely directly, but that's kind of like inserting yourself into, you know, the investigation and stuff that, that a lot of criminals do. You know, they'll try to come back and try to get involved in some way. But yeah, what what better way to figure out what's going on? Mm-hmm. You know, get the get the scoop and hang out at a fucking cop bar. Yeah. Oh, I can't even imagine. But yeah, he did that like uh I guess he kind of like did it as fun or whatever, where he would like he would go to these cop bars and just try to become friends with them and just kind of get a feel for what these guys are talking about. Maybe see if they're talking about his cases or anything like that. And I mean, that's, that's insane. You gotta, you gotta have balls to do some shit like that. Well, and you make, you make friends with them and it makes you the, you know, it makes you less suspect, I guess. You know, cause I'm sure you ask any of them cops that, you know, he may have run into in them bars. Mm-hmm. Other and than being a goofy motherfucker. And- and that's exactly what we meant by like he went beyond yeah. zero fucks given. Like, I mean, he yeah, did. I guess he. I guess he kind of did the right thing though. He he drove, did whatever he needed to do, and then he called himself in. You know, but they didn't believe him at first. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't blame them for not. He'd be like, "What the fuck are you talking about, dude?" He's not fucking with us, dude. Buy me another yeah. drink. <laughs> no, you didn't. You didn't. You didn't just cut your mom's head off and then fucking mouth rape her. That that didn't happen. What movie did you just see? Yeah. <laughs> Man, I can't even imagine. You imagine being a cop that was friends with him, though? And then finding all that shit out afterwards, and you're just like, fuck. Right. Man. Yeah. This motherfucker was in front of me this whole... The whole time, yeah. Time. Well, we've done it where... Done episodes where, you know, some of them have been cops. You know? <laughs> also true. I feel so, like that's different, yeah, though. Just do what? I feel like it's different, though. When you know... When you're a cop and you know you're the guy, like I feel like it's different than befriending someone and you have no fucking clue what this guy's doing in the background. Meanwhile, right. you're actually like looking for the co-ed killer, but you're friends with him the whole time. You right. told him fucking three shots the other night. Right. You know? Did body shots off of him. <laughs> I wouldn't want my body anywhere. You're that guy. Although he only did well, he killed his grandpa. That was the one male that we knew about. Yeah, he wasn't yeah, he wasn't cutting any dudes' heads off, so but like you said before, he only did that because he didn't want his grandpa to know that his wife had died. <laughs> right. At least, at least he saved him from that, I guess. Oh, yeah, just, that was that was Kemper being compassionate. Well, I don't want my grandfather to have to go through the pain of his wife being fucking murdered, so I'll just kill him and spare him the pain. And that is that is the weird thing about him that's said about him is that he <laughs> anyone that's like met him says he's like the nicest guy, he's very intelligent. He's cool, like he's like cool to talk to, or whatever you want to say it. And and then you you read about what he's done, and you're like, yeah. <laughs> well, and that's the thing. Like you you'll see like interviews, or I can remember when fucking if God, it was mid to late '80s because I remember I was very young when like Charles Manson was up for like parole or some shit, and they had it like televised. I can remember that shit being on, but. You know, someone like Charles Manson, I mean, you can't talk to that. I mean, he's just, he was on fucking Mindhunters too, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, he's just off the wall where a lot of these guys are, where they're just, you yeah. know, you can't talk to them because they're just all over the fucking place. 
where again, I mean, you know, Kemper was like polite and, you know, I mean, it was like just sitting down and just having a conversation with somebody, albeit talking about some very gruesome and fucking heinous shit, but he was very matter of fact about it, you know? And I mean, he didn't, you know, he it was just having a conversation. Fucking guy's insane. Yeah. I mean, you, he was up for parole twice since all this. Uh, once in 2007 and once in 2012, I think. And both times, he told them, nope, keep me here. I'm happy here. Who says that? Who says they're happy in jail? Unless well, he knows in the back of his head that he's going to just keep If he gets out, he's going to go right, you know, he's going to go right back to it. I don't think there's any doubt in anyone's mind that, that mm-hmm. would be the case. And so, and then again, him, you know, he's an intelligent motherfucker, mm-hmm. albeit crazy, oh, but very persuasive. smart. And so he know, you know, he knows that that's probably the best place for him is, you know, in prison. Yeah, I mean, he was interviewed about, I guess, in jail near one of his parole hearings or whatever, and they asked him, um, like, how do you feel, you know, when you see an attractive woman? And he was just like, well. Part of me says he wants to talk to her. He wants to date her and do whatever. And the other part of him wants to put her fucking head on a stick. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I remember, I remember seeing that quote. Yeah. It's all right. I mean, that just sums him up right there. Yes. And I guess that's the thing is he, he doesn't know if he were to be released, he doesn't know which side is going to come out or when. And that's probably why he, has no problem being right, there. and both sides will be there. You yeah. know, there's no, you don't have one without the other with him. Mm-hmm. I mean, he so, knows what he did, right? He when they, I guess when they were sentencing him, I guess the judge asked like, "How should we sentence you?" And he was like, "You should torture me to death." Well, I mean, the kid grew, grew up playing fucking gas chamber yeah. electric chairs, chairs. So I mean, we knew he wanted we that knew shit. Shit was going. Yeah. So meanwhile, you get all these other fucking. Serial killers that try, you know, they deny, deny, deny. You know, some of them will admit it, but then they'll be like, well, no, I was kidding, you know, or I wasn't thinking right, or blah, blah, blah. You know, even, you know, Bundy kind of beating around the bush and admitting some of the right. things he's done. You know, like we'll get into him later, but, you know, he would, in his interviews, he would talk as if Ted Bundy was a different person and he was the profiler. <laughs> you know, like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I just found. I don't know how many. I just found a bunch of his quotes. Mm-hmm. But I'll just read a couple of them. But yeah, one of them. Well, cops like me because they can talk to me more than they can talk to their own wives. Some of them. Mm-hmm. So that's him, you know, hanging out at the bar with the at the cop bar. Mm-hmm. And here's the one that you were talking about. One side of me says, "Wow, what an attractive chick! I'd like to talk to her, maybe date her." The other side of me says, "I wonder how her head would look on a stick." <laughs> you know, I mean, that's. I, mean, I just wanted to see how it would how it felt to shoot grandma. Mm-hmm. I stabbed her all over her back. She turned around. I stabbed her on her side and the stomach once. As she turned around, I could have stabbed her through the heart, but her breasts were there. Her breasts actually deflected me. I couldn't see myself stabbing a young woman in her breast. That's embarrassing. You see the one about his fucking second grade teacher? He like mm-hmm. stalked his second grade teacher with his dad's bayonet and his sister. Yeah, I, I do remember his sister would tease him about it and be like, you're going to kiss her. You're going to kiss her. And he, he legit just fucking looked her dead in the eye and was like, if I kiss her, 
I'd have to kill her first. A fucking yeah, ten year old. Yeah, yeah I, I remember. I'm trying to. I'm, I got like fucking thirty of these quotes, but yeah, I do remember reading it. Yeah, he's like, she had to be dead for me to kiss her, or something like that. Yeah, like you probably like today. There's probably one out of a billion ten year olds that would say some shit like that. If that. Yeah, I don't. But he did it. He didn't care. Whatever the fuck, man. And again, you know, it's just just kids being kids. It's, you know, nobody, none of that shit was reported or anything like that. It was just. So I want to go back to like why he would always choose women as his victims. And a lot of his mother, you know, we were talking about how she, you know, kind of locked him in the basement and she verbally abused him and shit. She would like always tell this kid, like as a kid, like, oh, no woman's going to ever fall in love with you. You're fucking whatever. You're this, you're that. You know, and apparently this guy, he's six foot nine, 300 pounds. You'd think he'd have like a fucking baby's arm with an apple at the end of it. But apparently he doesn't. And he took that. Are you referring to the size of his male genitalia, Billy? Yes. And, but apparently his mother would like give him shit about it. I don't know if you came across it, that. that. I mean, that, <laughs> we could have started with that and just ended the episode right there. I mean, that's that's, it, that's why I did up. it. Boom. Done. No, I got But yeah, I mean, that, that's. Who the fuck does that? It's <laughs> Nobody. Yeah. Well, she did. Fuck Nobody that. that lives anyway. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to get your ass killed. <laughs> Fucking insane, man. I just, I can't imagine someone that would emasculate their own kid like that. Like, it's just, it's sad. Like, who knows? This kid, you know, he's smart as he is. He could have fucking came up with a cure for cancer for for all we know. He's like a field mouse, though. I mean, that's... (laughs) He would have got over it, though, if she didn't fucking bash him every day about it. (laughs) Yeah, somebody else would (laughs) have. Like, what the fuck? Even his own dad was like, living with that woman was a fucking pain in the ass. You know, like, what the fuck? Right. Apparently, he said something to the effect... He was... Because he was like a World War II veteran. He was talking about how, like... You know, oh yeah, the dad. whatever, right? And he's like, that was better than yeah, he, yeah. He was saying World War Two was easier than living with <laughs> Kemper's like, mom. Yeah, that's fucking insane. I can't believe that. Yeah, but it's what it is. This guy killed a, a bunch of women. Yeah, if if I killed them, you know, they couldn't reject me as a man. It was more or less making a doll out of a human being. Mm. And carrying out my fantasies with the doll, a living human doll. And so that's what it was, you know, freaking fear of rejection because his mom fucking talks about his thimble dick. Mm-hmm. Freaking, you know, his so, grandmother, yeah, his grandmother did the same shit. Yeah. And you can't get rejected if they're, they're dead. So you have, you have your mom who's fucking with you all the time. And then you have your grandma who's fucking with you now. Well, where do you think the mom? Well, actually, the parents, the grandparents were on the dad's side, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. The other set. Yeah. Because I was going to say, I was like, well, now we know where the mom learned it from, but that was actually his dad's parents. But either way. This fucking guy. I just, I mean, he, as, as bad as he was, I guess subconsciously he figured when the FBI came to him, maybe I should help them and kind of like, not necessarily for, like shit for all the shit, yeah. but maybe get a little bit of good out of what he had done. Right. Maybe. Makes sense. But apparently, you know, he would fuck with these guys. It wasn't like he would just give them whatever right away. <laughs> apparently, one of the, like the third time one of these guys was interviewing him, the guards weren't responding to him. <laughs> and meanwhile, 
Kemper's sitting there telling him, he's like, I'm going to fucking rip your head off. I'm going to kill you. <laughs> and then when the guards finally came, he's like, I'll just fuck with you. <laughs> you're like five foot. I'm just messing with you, buddy. Man, you're like five foot eight. You're like a five foot eight investigator. <laughs> this fucking guy. I will fuck your face. Let one of those guards blink and you're fucking done. <laughs> like, that's what a serial killer looks like. You That is what you would think right. a textbook definition of a serial killer would be. That motherfucker is Jason Voorhees in real life. Right. <laughs> Six foot fucking nine, 300 pounds. I will fuck anything up that comes near me. Right. And then you got like Richard Ramirez, always like five foot eight or whatever. He's like 220 or 20 pounds wet. You know, like what the fuck? Right. Takes all kinds. But yeah, you mentioned earlier, if anyone wants to uh, kind of see how he is, if you don't, you know, if you're too squeamish and you don't want to actually listen to him and see any documentaries of him in it he is featured in that show mine hunters was that hbo right i can't remember it's been a while and it's i think it was netflix actually was it netflix it might have been netflix it was netflix it was really good i liked it yeah netflix okay so my netflix joint mine hunters on not to be not to be confused with a spike lee joint yeah like it's a good show. It's a very good show. I'm a little upset that they might not have a third season, but whatever. Well, I was just looking because it popped up season three, and I was like, I don't remember there being season three, but that's what they're talking about. It's still. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he killed, killed his grandparents, killed his mom, killed his mom's friend, helped the FBI learn that serial killers tend to Torture animals and among other things. Yeah, he definitely taught the FBI a lot about the mm-hmm. the goings ons. Right. And again, it's not a you know, it's not a trident. It's not a you know, textbook for all of them. But you know, pretty much all of them have a you know, at least a couple of the fucking same characteristics mm-hmm. and kind of thing. Obviously, they're all different in their own way. But a lot of you know, again, we mentioned it numerous times. You know, they all have yeah. that kind of fucking trauma and shit, you know, shit childhood that seems to be a common, common theme with them. Yeah. Not good times. No. Especially for the victims. I was going to say, not for the, not for the ones that didn't make it out. Man, this is good. I kind of miss doing this. Yeah. Been a minute. Been a while. Again, this will just be one one week after. This will just be one week after the fifth episode, but (laughs) yeah. It may have been five months. Who knows? Yeah, right. We'll never tell. We'll never we'll tell. Never tell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, uh, other than, you know, the infamous Ted Bundy, I think Ed Kemper is probably one of the most fascinating serial killers to me. There's a, yeah, there's a, lot of, there's a lot to unpack with him. And it has um, nothing to do with, because he didn't, he, I mean, what did he do? He killed like six, seven women, but like, it was, I mean, yeah, it's not the, it's not the, the body count. It's, right, just it's just everything that goes into it. And, every, and, and for, for me, it even the, the tie in with the FBI. Right. Who the fuck you know, knows? We still might not even know how to profile serial killers if it wasn't for him. Right. right. That's like I said, that's what makes it just that much more interesting. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they're, they're, you have such a tra- traumatic tra- childhood. Mm-hmm. I'll try to talk normal. I mean, Solzian, new sponsor. You would have a sponsor. Well, I'm on three right now, but I had a couple of Bud Lights before. Mm. That, was, 
That was my uh, yeah. I'll be ready in a few. I had to I had to pregame first. Shotgun a few. I still had to fucking take a shower and shit too. I hadn't I hadn't showered since golfing earlier, so I needed mm. to, needed to freshen up for you over the over the interweb. It was more for myself than you, but yeah. Well, while we're in Laredo and on the border, sold the uh, the cerveza of Mexico is is our is our not a sponsor yet tonight. Mm-hmm. Pretty tasty. You do all right. Yeah. Ed Kemper. Edmund Kemper, not Edward. Yes. Do not call him Edward. Apparently he does not like that. From what I've seen. You don't meet any too many Edmunds. No. You don't. No. But I know of the one. Yeah, that's and he's not a good guy. Well, you know, that's it's like getting rid of getting rid of, you know, naming your kid after John Wayne. I mean, it's you know, some people ruin that for people. Yeah. <laughs> so Ed Kemper, co-ed killer, stand-up guy, but not really. No. After the fact, maybe. Right. Well, at least he tried. Yeah. At least he's telling them to keep the, his ass in jail, so that's good. But, uh, right. Yeah, I mean, obviously it'd be better if he just never did any of the shit to begin with, but... Right. Correct. I blame his mother and grandmother for that. Mm-hmm. But um, how do people... Like, find us on social media. Oh, well, on the social medias, on a side note, man, one of us do need to make motherfucking Facebook. Because <laughs> I'm pretty sure an episode or two ago, I said, by the time this gets released, a Facebook page will be made. I don't know how to do it, so I'm going to throw it at you. But I can look into it. I don't know. I'll see what I can do. Anyway, we are on all of the podcast platforms, whether it be your Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Um, yeah, you can just fucking Google Operation Unknown Podcast. And if you have any questions, comments, concerns, ideas, any of that stuff, reach out to us at Operation Unknown Podcast at gmail.com. We're on the Instagram, Operation Unknown Podcast. Soon to be Facebook, probably of the same name, just to keep it easy. Mm-hmm. But yeah, make sure you tell your friends, tell your family, tell your family friends, and tell your friends of the family to check out Operation Unknown Podcast. Do it. All right. <laughs> Take it easy. You too, man. I know the CIA would say what you hear is all hearsay. Someone